Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, it's another day. It is a Wednesday. AEW Dynamite coming up tonight. We'll finally know who the top two jokers are in the Owen Hart. We'll dive into that. NXT was on last night. I guess we'll talk about that. But the topic of conversation that remains on everybody's mind right now is the ongoing saga, at least we believe, the ongoing saga between WWE Creative, headlined by Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and... Sasha Banks and Naomi, the current women's tag team champions. Shrug, don't know. Uh, a lot of mixed reports coming out about Sasha and Naomi after their walkout on Raw. Uh, again, this this is an onion, man. This this is an onion of a story. We just continue to to peel back the layers. We got friends of Naomi's tweeting out things and detailing timelines dating all the way back to pre-wrestlemania uh we got uh, some outlets saying that that they these two were supposed to throw down to close out that match on raw we got sean ross from fightful.com disputing that report um but the basic bottom line here is is that this is all coming down to creative differences and it definitely seems like it wasn't just a Monday Night Raw booking incident. So there's there's a lot that's still left to be peeled in this onion that is this story. Jeremy Bennett joining me here as he does every Wednesday uh, in place of SP3. Um, yeah, man, this, this is a story that's going to continue to dominate as more and more details come out. We've had some outlets report that the locker room is uh, n- nobody is behind uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi on this one. But again, that's that's something else that has been disputed by by Sean Rossap, and he'll have more on that uh, tomorrow. Again, again, choose which outlet you want. I'm not going to sit here and pick apart people's reporting. Sean's the one that I trust the most because, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Agreed. I, I go with accuracy, and I think he's been about as dead on balls accurate as uh, my cousin Vinny would say. And, yeah, that's uh, – man. If he, if he didn't start Raw an hour late last night, he might have broke this news too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be completely honest, yeah, I mean, PW Insider was on on top of this, knowing that this was a a shoot, not a uh, not a work situation that was going on. But man, Jeremy, there's just there's a lot to unfold here. And it's it's really kind of hard to to get into these shows like I still haven't been able. I tried to watch Raw back uh, yesterday because I missed a lot of it focusing on this report and some some good stuff came out on Raw. But man, I just I continue to check my email, check Twitter, search around try to figure out what is going on here because this is this is just one of those instances man where you think it could go one way or the other this could be resolved by friday or this could go on for weeks uh before we really kind of dive into everything first things first got to give a shout out to our friends over at bet online continued number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news sports developments for the nba playoffs major league baseball fights nfl futures it's all there bet online your continued source for your Sports wagering needs, including live betting and fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Really easy to get started. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I said 50% B-L-E-A-V. 
bet online where the game starts. And Jeremy, we will we'll start. And again, most of the topics of conversation today will be dominated around Sasha Banks uh, and Naomi as this continues uh, to uh, to unfold here. And again, going with the report from Fifle Select and SeanRossap.com, uh, this. It's, it's that statement that WWE put out that had a lot of people confused. And let's let's start right there because the way WWE worded their statement um, really made it sound like Sasha Banks and Naomi were uncomfortable being in the ring with two of their opponents that were supposed to be in that six-pack challenge Monday night before they walked out, which meant anyone of Becky Lynch, Asuka, Nikki A.S.H., and uh who's the last one i'm forgetting here do drop so four yeah, girls that probably so four girls that probably have a combined 70 years of wrestling experience yeah and none of whom have any kind <clears throat> of reputation of being unsafe or no. or anything of that nature but it definitely was it sounded like that's what wwe made it out to be <laughs> and as many of us kind of dived like read that and went eh, well that doesn't quite sound right no. Um, many of us kind of speculated it had much to do about the creative differences of, of how this match was going to be booked. And that turns out to be, at least according to Sean Rossap, uh, what ends up being the case here. Uh, just kind of reading his report, uh, based on WWE statement, it appeared that Naomi and Sasha Banks felt uncomfortable or unsafe working with two of the four women, which had not made it back to those talents themselves until the statement was issued to the contrary. We were told that the issue was about creative surrounding the tag team championships and those being de-emphasized in the following weeks with no laid out follow-up after Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks and Naomi have been very vocal about developing more stories within the tag team division. Interestingly enough, Fightful Selects was told that heading out of the weekend, a singles match was actually originally scheduled before it was changed to the six-pack challenge. There were several segments planned for the night's show that uh, would set that up. Then Sasha Banks and Naomi left. Vince McMahon was made aware at Gorilla that that happened, and the segment was set up very quickly for Becky Lynch and Adam Pearce to turn the match back into a singles contest, and they were told it was Vince McMahon who decided to reference the incident and fed lines throughout the night to commentary. <laughs> a lot of people were hopping on Corey Graves uh, for his comments. Nah, not his fault, no. No, not his fault whatsoever, and there's a lot of people who are We'll dive into all the reaction to this as well, because that is also part of this story, because there's a lot of people who tend to want to choose sides and get really ugly on the Internet. Shocking. I know people want to get ugly on Twitter, no way. Uh, but maybe let's let's not do that here. Um, Jeremy, when you when you hear this report, which is something that I believe a lot more than, oh, it had an issue with the talent themselves. No, it, yeah. it, it created no. story here. Right. This is not shocking to me at all because we have been talking about this on multiple outlets you myself sp3 and anybody else in wrestling media realizes how poorly that the women's tag team titles have been booked pretty much since 2019 it's like they made these out to be a huge fanfare when they first opened up they put them on sasha banks and and bailey boston hug connection right out of the gate that was a great call and then from that four-pack challenge, that, that fatal four-way at WrestleMania where the Iconics won them, and then they pretty much disappeared from TV throughout the entire summer, which turned out later is because they could not get the Bellas to come back and, and, and feud because Nikki was having some injuries uh, with, with her neck that 
they had no backup plan for those tag team titles. And pretty much from then on out, it has been very, very hit or miss and very obvious to the fact that WWE, let's just call spade a spade here. They don't give a shit about these women's tag team titles. And it's very evident by their booking. But the talent does. But the talent does. So to see that this has boiled up to the point that Sasha Banks and Naomi are like, nah, we're cool. This doesn't shock me. And frankly, I kind of applaud them for standing up for what they believe in in this situation. Again, if all reports turn out to be the, be the case here. Yeah. And what, uh, you know, what seems to be the the setting off point here uh, from a, a pretty reputable sources uh, are saying this is a friend of Naomi's who basically laid out a long timeline of events going back to WrestleMania. And he's saying that uh, during these meetings with uh, trying to uh, express frustrations, and I don't know if this was all uh, a couple of meetings all on Monday or if this was over the course of the past couple of weeks, but basically uh, they were told to fix your attitudes and that's what set them off. And uh, they were told that again on Monday to fix your attitudes and that's basically at the point where they decided to pack up and get the hell out of there um, because they did uh, make it work. Uh, they just, they were supposed, they were both promised big feuds at WrestleMania singles feuds didn't happen. So they made it work. And now they see that, well, this, these tag titles are just going to be props for over two months now because they're going to have losing singles matches at Hell in a Cell, because Naomi was supposed to go over and face Bianca Belair, while Sasha Banks was supposed to uh, win so whatever they were going to do on SmackDown and face Ronda Rousey. And so then the tag titles were not even going to be defended until Money in the Bank, even if that was going to be the case. That was going to be the earliest that they would have been defended. But I think the thing that set it off the most was either management. I don't think it was Vince. I think it was somewhere maybe below just below vince uh or uh a producer one of the two because according to reports a uh, you know producers left the meeting just angry uh but you know telling those women to fix your attitudes is probably not the way to smooth things over so they decided uh especially when you got one of the most strongest willed women on the roster who's not afraid to speak her mind we've known that in the past and so uh basically i think that's what set it off and here we are this is a thing that's probably not going to end over the next few days. It's going to probably go on. We're going to hear things over the next, the course of the next few weeks over what's going to happen with this whole situation. Yeah. And, and here's the, the, I think the most important line from uh, Sean Rossap's report is that Sasha Banks and Naomi are not expected to be released after this situation. Uh, there were also reports. I may have been Sean who said that as well, that there is uh, no intent that WWE does not want to suspend uh, them either so obviously they they know the value that these women bring to the table and and let's let's look at this let's dive into the creative thought process of wwe here they wanted to use naomi and sasha banks in two huge matches at hell in a cell this for all intents and purposes throwaway pay-per-view in chicago because they're just kicking the can down the road until they get to these three big stadium shows, which is why Roman Reigns isn't going to be on this card, right? They're not even putting the, uh, the the men's tag team title unification match on the damn card. That's on SmackDown. So it's like they wanted to put something together for this pay-per-view, which I can appreciate because they should. Premium live events, you should live up to that title. 
So if you're not going to put Roman Reigns on there, you should still try to put the best show possible. So they looked at it and said, all right, well, what if we did this? What if we did like a huge challenger, put, put the champion showcase on here, right? We'll book Naomi and we'll book uh, Sasha Banks. And yeah, they'll both lose, but at least they get these title matches in a bubble. I don't think that they would care if they were booked in these title feuds and lost if they weren't currently the tag team champions. And that's the problem is because there was absolutely no follow-up or plan whatsoever for the women's tag team titles. And this is something that we have seen ad nauseum. I have brought this up on this show. The last five, let me repeat that number, five women's tag team champions have broken up immediately after they lost the title. Within a couple of weeks, done, no longer a team. There were no women's tag teams whatsoever when Nikki S.H. and Rhea Ripley had them. They spent more time over the summer last year watching John Morrison stretch backstage than they actually did wrestling when they were the women's tag team champions. They finally put a makeshift team together and Carmella and Zelina Vega together. Their first challengers as champions, what happens? They put the belts on them, and then what happened? They broke up Nikki and Rhea. And then Carmella and Queen Zelina were left floating, wandering aimlessly until it was WrestleMania season, and they went, oh, man, we got to get as many women on this card as possible. So, hey, what? forget the battle royal. Let's just put a, eight women in the ring at one time for these tag team titles here. That's how we'll get Sasha Banks on the card. That's how we'll get Naomi on the card. Forget the fact that we have two nights and we could book more than three women's matches if we really wanted to, but nope, can't do that. So let's just cram everybody together here. And then what happened? Like they actually lucked into something. They lucked into Sasha Banks and Naomi being a very viable tag team, a profitable tag team. They lucked into Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan being a profitable and viable tag team. And what happened immediately after Carmella and Queen Zelina dropped the belts, they split Rhea Ripley and, and Liv Morgan. They get one more crack at the belts. What happens? They split. And now Sasha Banks and Naomi, they are left to defend those tag team titles against the only other team still standing, which is Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Okay. Well, now you beat them. Now what? Okay. Now they have put together a new team, at least putting some effort into this. Do drop a Nikki ASH. Well, except for their first match, they already beat them. But okay, so let's let's start a program with them. That makes more sense. Move forward with the tag team titles. And instead of that, WWE decides to go, okay, let's do this six-pack challenge for the Raw Women's Championship contender and include two SmackDown superstars, which doesn't make any sense when you have a roster that's 13 deep. You could have easily put Carmella and Queen Zelina in that match, and none of this would have could've happened. Put Dana, could have put Dana Brooke in there. Could have put Dana Brooke in the match. Could have put Alexa Bliss in the match. Could have put Rhea Ripley in the match. Could have put Liv Morgan in the match. You have options. I see, why they're saving, I, I see why they're saving Rhea, because uh, they're just going to get her warm with Judgment Day, and then eventually, towards the end of the year, they'll, they'll get that push going. I get but. that. And look, again, in a bubble, I can pick apart certain reasons why why they, they decided not to go with them. But at the end of the day, that doesn't make putting Sasha Banks and Naomi in that position any better than no. any of those other options, especially <clears throat> when none of them should have won because that's the other thing that doesn't make sense. 
the week before that, you started something with Bianca and Becky and Asuka. So it seemed like you were heading toward a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell. And then it seemed like somebody was like, nah, let's hold that off. And then, oh, well, let's hold off the program with Nikki and Dewdrop and, and the tag. Let's let's put all this together. And that's when Sasha and Naomi are reading the writing on the wall going, okay, this doesn't make any sense. We are not going to go out there and just devalue the women's tag team titles and get fed to Ronda Rousey and, and Bianca Belair with no follow-up. Because, again, it's all about the women's tag team titles. They want more opportunities for other women. They didn't want to be in that match. They wanted other women on the Raw roster to be in that match. They didn't want to be in a match with Dewdrop and Nikki SH unless it was to continue their program toward a women's tag team title at Hell in a Cell. All of this is starting to bubble up. To me, on paper, this sounds like Sasha Banks and Naomi using their clout, using their position, especially somebody like Sasha Banks, who very well may be damn untouchable in WWE because she is their biggest crossover mainstream star they have. I said it on yesterday's show. I'll repeat it. It's not Roman Reigns. It's not Becky Lynch. It's Sasha Banks. And WWE has never accepted that and never properly utilized her star power, which is insane to me. Jeremy, remember when she was in Star Wars and they barely mentioned it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. when uh, you look at how many subscribers there are in Disney Plus compared to Peacock. Uh, you would have maybe thought that was a good idea to kind of mention it. But maybe hey, it's because they know. didn't get any money from Disney. Uh, you know, because they got a ton of money for that stupid golden egg storyline that that launched Austin Theory to to stardom. So, I mean, we yeah. had to mention that because The Rock was in that movie. Uh, but even still, man, I mean, Sasha Banks is everywhere. Hell, the day after this, she's on uh, all this went down on Monday. She's on Balls Cold with with Kevin Hart. Like, she's all over the place. She is their biggest mainstream star, and she knows she's got a future. She's no, she doesn't need WWE. She's told Stone Cold Steve Austin that on Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah. She reached the point where it's like, if this don't make sense for me, sorry, I'm gone. This yeah. ain't the first time that she's left WWE in the lurch because of creative differences or being burnt out or whatever it is. This has happened before. She asked for her release two years ago. And Vince was like, nah, because he knows how important she is to the company. But for whatever reason, they don't treat her like that. And so they're fighting for more opportunities for the other women on the card. They're fighting to have the tag team titles actually mean something in the company because they do mean something to the talent. I know this because I have spoken to several women in the company before, and they've told me how much those tag team titles mean, but it's not reflective and creative. So you find no. somebody in a position like Sasha Banks and Naomi who can say, basically air out their grievances and say, screw you. I'm gone. You don't respect me. You don't respect these titles. So what are we even doing here? They're using their position, knowing that they're the ones that can stand up for the rest of the locker room and the rest of, uh, and, and those tag team titles. And I respect the hell out of that. Was it necessarily the most professional thing to do? Probably not, especially at the start of showtime. Cause you are contractually obligated I've had to do things at jobs that I did not want to do before, but you know what? You got to grin your teeth and, and grit your teeth and bear through it sometimes. 
Um, so I can see where people would be upset, especially those fans who are excited for that six pack challenge because that match would have been a banger. The creative didn't make sense. I can see both sides of this, but man, the thing that kind of irks me the most is you have, and again, this is all according to reports, and this is just how I feel about it after letting it soak in for the last day or so. I look at Sasha Banks and Naomi fighting for the locker room, fighting for those tag team titles and fighting against bad creative decisions. And then all of a sudden, what happens? They're immediately labeled with attitude issues. WWE's putting out that statement, um, you know, and sending it all over hell, like to everywhere. E! News picked this story up yesterday, right? The New York Post picked this story up yesterday. Like it was everywhere it definitely seems like there was some form of a smear campaign and whether or not that that was just you know cooler heads not prevailing in this situation whether that was just passion in the moment where he somebody was pissed off and decided to to launch that but that that does not sit well with me all right it just doesn't i don't necessarily agree with sasha naomi like walking out of the building but i respect their decision to do it I don't respect WWE's decision, how they worded that statement, and then to openly like just bash them on the air. That's yeah. where we tend to have an issue. So yesterday I wouldn't pick sides. As more and more comes out, I'm starting to lean towards Sasha Banks and Naomi's way on this one. Yeah, a lot of people are comparing this similar to Tony uh, Tony Storm, and they didn't do this kind of type of thing with Tony. And a lot of people think, well, maybe it's rela- it's race related, which is a whole another can of worms. Yeah, but, I mean, SP3 dove right into that, man. Look, and it's a valid it, question to ask. Yeah, it's not my. It's not a question for me to answer. No, I'm not qualified um, to answer that. But and you know, and there's no quick fix either. You look at NXT. There's maybe three teams. There's Toxic Attraction. There's uh, Katana and Caden, and then there's the Latin girls that lose all the time. That's literally your tag teams in the women's division as well. So NXT's got the same problem as the main roster in terms of tag teams, and they just are not committed to them. If you look at, uh, you know, if you look at other companies, you can see commitment. Impact had a huge commitment in the knockouts tag division. You had quite a bit of tag teams in there, and you still do now today. Uh, even though you you, have, you may have a couple less now, but you know you had you had uh, uh, you know Nevaeh and, and Havoc together. You had the, uh, you know, you had the inspiration. Of course, they're gone now. Um, you know, you still have the influencers there. So, you know, it's it just a, <clears throat> a lack of commitment to uh, keeping, uh, to, to grow a team. Uh, you know, outside of Caden Carter and, and Katana Chance, you know, who have been together a long time. They have, you know, and Toxic Attraction is going to probably be together for a long time. You really have no homegrown tag team set up. Uh, and you got to do that through NXT in order to have it succeed in the main roster. Yeah, look, uh, we'll 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 dive more into the the tag team title situation here in a second when we get into the five count. But there <laughs> there there's a lot of honestly. You you say there's not any quick fixes. I I disagree. I think you could make a couple of very quick fixes here uh, and do that. But you did bring up something that I want to touch on here real quick before we dive into the five count. You talk about people start comparing situations right and i even tried to do that last night when sp3 brought up the uh, race related question and i said well you know i i can't really compare the two and without a direct you know um direct instance to which i could compare how wwe would react to certain situations and then after that after that recording i thought of a few but i'm sitting here and i'm going man 
and I'm sitting here and I'm looking, can we, can we not do that? Can we just not compare situations? Uh, because it's like, I, I have seen people on Twitter throughout the day saying, Oh, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this person? And this person's better than that person. Can we not tear down others in defense of Sasha Banks and Naomi? Like, I don't, I don't, there are people who have been saying some heinous shit about Sasha Banks and Naomi on, on Twitter today, which is like, shame on you. Just stop. People just like, say heinous shit on Twitter anyway. I know, exactly. But it's like people just seem to want to go to bat for, for the <clears> company. <throat> and and again, jump on that attitude issue thing, which is why WWE put out that statement that they did. They want to get the court of public opinion on their side, and yeah. they are going to get people on their side. And I'm not. Sit and I'm not going to sit here and say that you're you're wrong to think if this is a, a race related thing or if you feel that way. All I'm saying is let's not tear down others on the roster. Let's not sit here and say, oh well, this person did this, so they're the ones that were being unprofessional and this, that, and the other thing. Pro wrestling guys, yeah. Like, let's there's, uh, there, there's going to be instances in the ring on television, arguments heated. It's a controversy driven business. You're not always. It's a, a lot of ego driven business. This kind of stuff has been going on, right? Like arguments backstage, heat between actual personnel and per producers and, and competitors. This stuff's been going on for years. It's just it's more prevalent now because media is everywhere. Yeah. yeah we got, let's, got, let's not tear down others in the defense of Sasha Banks and Naomi. If you want to defend Sasha Banks and Naomi because you should, I think they're the two, mo two of the most talented people on the whole damn roster. That's great, but let's not sit here and compare and, and tear down others in defense of them. Let's not do that. Let's be better than that. Yeah, I mean, and let's give props to uh, let's give props to Petey Williams and Kenny Dykstra for putting together a hell of a main event, uh, considering the circumstances and the uh, uh, unknown direction that you were heading towards in that main event. Uh, yeah, and and look, man, they they lucked out in the fact that they had. Oscar and Becky Lynch in the main event mm -hmm. because those two know each other. They work really well with one another. Uh, they came up with a great finish, I thought. And look, I think they made the right call. Uh, yeah, and that finish makes me wonder if this still won't be a triple threat. I think I probably think. it will be a triple threat. And I she'll, think that's she'll complain the way, to Adam. She'll I think that's the way they should have gone in the first damn place. Again, yeah, it think, don't make sense. I think uh, I think Naomi in there. Yeah, I think Becky will complain to Adam about this uh, about the mist and and she'll get in there. Yeah. And then you know what? They'll have that triple threat at Hell in a Cell. They'll probably do another match, maybe a one-on-one -on -one with with Becky or or Asuka, uh, or any of the other thirteen women on the roster on Monday Night Raw. Did I mention there are thirteen women on the on the roster on Monday Night Raw? You didn't need to put Sasha Banks and Naomi in that match. So again, the more I think about it, the more I agree with them. All right, damn, Jesus. And by the way, when I'm sitting here saying don't tear down other people, I, I don't, that doesn't mean I'm sitting here saying don't be pissed off at WWE's response to that. Absolutely, you can be pissed off at WWE's yeah. response to that. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. I, I'm, pretty I'm, talk, I'm talking to the people who are sitting here saying, oh, well, Sasha Banks is better than all of them and, you know, like this, that, and the other thing. It's like, what about, don't do the whataboutism stuff. Just focus on, on WWE's response. That's all you really need to do because, again, that also – uh, left a, uh, a a bad taste uh, in my mouth. But the question now becomes, is this something where cooler heads will prevail? Will this blow over by Friday? And and honestly, with Sasha Banks and Naomi just dropping the belts down on the table, like, 
what do you do with those? So let's talk about that, shall we? It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. This will be uh, a real quick five count here. And we will start with the women's tag team titles, which, you know, like, honestly, if cooler heads do prevail, hopefully this would be a wake up call to WWE creative that these things do mean something to the talent. They, they should mean something to creative. And then if you show that you care, the fans will care. I get that so much. I hear that so much. They just need to get rid of the tag titles. No, they don't. They need to book them better. That's the question. Do you think after this incident, WWE is actually going to change the way that it books the women's tag team titles moving forward, Jeremy? Uh, for four months, it'll go back to the same old shit. That's pretty much where I'm at, too. Yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be brief. It'll be fleeting. Uh, I think they, again, they know the value of Sasha Banks and Naomi. They want them back on television. They know the star power they have, even if they don't properly utilize them. Um, And, yeah, if they can get them back on television, if they smooth everything out, if they promise to go in a direction that that makes some sense, yeah, I think, you know, there's a chance we still get Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Nikki A.H. and Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. At Hell in a Cell, maybe again at Money in the Bank. I don't know. But even if you do that feud and they get that match at Hell in a Cell, it still comes down to what's next because you don't have any tag teams left. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. They're going to probably do an immediate act like they care. Then the one, well, you know, once this, you know, typical internet time frame blows over, and they'll go back to not caring. Not just about something it. else will happen, right? Something else yeah. will happen that'll get the fan base all frothed up and, and, and they'll forget about it. It's the same thing that yeah. happens in everyday life. Something pisses people off for two weeks and yep. then something else happens and you completely forget about it. That's it's it, it's a what's happened recently kind of world that we live in nowadays. But I mean, there's a lot that WWE could have done and still could do. I'm stunned that they didn't just bring up honestly Dakota Kai with Raquel rodriguez and keep them together as a tag team could have used them on smackdown honestly i mean that would have been a really easy fix to do right there dakota and wendy were working well together dakota and wendy were working great together uh wendy and wendy and roxanne were working well together but we didn't really see any of wendy this week look i think the first thing that they should do if you're gonna book the, the the women's tag team titles better is to unify them with the NXT women's tag team titles. Because as you said, they don't have many teams left in NXT. They're throwing yeah. things around together. It's toxic attraction has already beaten everybody, right? Well, they've only defended them like three damn times. Like they, there's, there's just not enough there. I think you could really get these titles back to what they were supposed to be by unifying the belts with the, they never should have put those women's NXT championships out there. You did not, have enough talent to justify having two separate brands the only reason they did that was because they didn't want to put the the, the women's tag team titles on nxt which didn't make any sense because you barely put them on raw or smackdown in the first damn place yeah i think that opens you up to those other tag teams to where you could have sasha banks and naomi show up <clears throat> and, and face katana and caden or toxic attraction or roxanne and cora that was a nice little tease that we got, you know, those two together. Yeah, you know, that that tells me what, what I was afraid of, and it's going to be Nikita and Lash in the finals. And uh, so then we'll get to there. Don't again, I can't, I can't you, you can't see the rundown. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, that, so that that uh, pairing them two together already tells me that they're going to move on with Roxanne quick, and she's going to lose the Lash, which I don't like. I, I wanted uh, Roxanne to beat 
Nikita in, in the finals, to be honest with you. But it looks like they're just setting up the rubber match here. And uh, but and then they're going to go on with this tag team, which I'm perfectly fine with. Here's what else I'm hoping for. And I wrote about this for cage side seats, and I know there were a lot of people that disagreed with me, man. But mm, everybody loved that too sweet moment, right? With yeah. Finn and AJ and Liv, and that was a really cool moment for Liv on Monday Night Raw, right? That was one of the that was one of the highlights of the night. Should have been one of the big stories coming out of Monday. Yeah, couple Obviously, things happened. Other, <laughs> yes, yeah, some, some other things happened, right? Um, I'm still hoping that. Liv turns to the dark side here and aligns herself with Rhea Ripley in in the Judgment Day because again they work together as a tag team, man. And if you and especially if if WWE decides okay, well we need to get the tag team titles off of Sasha Banks and Naomi, putting them on putting them in them in Judgment Day. Like I know there are people. I know Judgment Day is not everybody's cup of tea. I love the hell out of it. I'm I'm in, especially now that Edge has kind of altered his promos a little bit and he's not going for the cheap hometown heat kind of stuff so much uh that was really the only they got rid of the spooky you know purple gimmicky stuff they've kind of tweaked this and it's getting better and better every week look man this is going to be a group that's heavily going to be featured so if you can put Liv morgan in there who i'm actually surprised her stock has risen since feuding with rhea ripley like rhea ripley going into judgment day for me i thought that was going to be doomsday for Liv morgan They've actually continued to elevate her as well. So you got to give WWE credit there. But man, I'm still looking and I'm going, you know, Ripley and Liv Morgan as the women's tag team champions in the judgment day. That would elevate those titles. But then again, you still come down to, they have to have somebody else to defend the belts against. The talent is there. They need to start putting some tag teams together. That's the only way that this is going to, to, to work. Yeah. Because I do don't... we really expect Naomi and Sasha to continue to be a team after they drop <clears throat> the belts? Because I don't. Nope. No. Well, they're both former world champions, so that's definitely not going to be the case. Um, I don't they're think they're trying to put them into singles programs, which is part yeah. of the reason why we're in this situation now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Liv's turning. I, you know, I, I still think Finn's probably turning though. Uh, though I, I would almost want this group to stick together for a little while, but you can only do it for so long because uh, who else are you going to go to as a group? You're not really going to. There's no, nobody else to really go to as a group. Um, but this could be your second Hell in a Cell match too. There's really nothing in SmackDown that really screams Hell in a Cell to me right now. So this could be your second Hell in a Cell match with a a, a unique intergender six person tag match. Um, to I go would with. love to see it. I yeah. would absolutely love to see it. And then that's when we might get the fourth member, whether or not that is Finn. I, I, or not I, I see people still thinking it's Chapa because all of a sudden he disappeared from the Ali feud. Well, you know what? That's the question that that is a perfect transition because to me, number two here on the five count. Oh, that's, hey. the, that's the great mystery of Monday Night Raw. Why the hell did Tommaso Ciampa attack Mustafa Ali? And are we ever going to find out? Are we going to get any kind of follow-up to this? Because two weeks ago, we got the match between the two, but it was all about Miz. Yeah. All about Miz. Ciampa wins the match thanks to Miz, does his little wave, and might as well have been just waving bye-bye to the crowd because he wasn't on Raw last night. We didn't get a promo from him about why he was attacking Mustafa Ali. He didn't even show up last night to, or on Monday night this week to follow up on that. What the hell are we doing? Last week, I was asking who the hell Mustafa Ali is feuding with. Well, apparently it's Miz. Apparently it's to, Austin Theory. Welcome to WWE Creative. Welcome to WWE Creative. I don't think we're ever going to find out. 
where the cards made up and the points don't matter. I I honestly don't think we're gonna find out. I no, think we're not. No, there's that. There's that. That's done. I think that's done with. I think that was proven on Monday that Champa's out of that now. And uh, and I think uh, I think eventually Ali's gonna take the title from Theory, and it's gonna set off. And he, he's gonna he's gonna take the title off of Theory, and Theory's gonna blame Miz, and it's gonna start a Miz and Theory uh, feud down the line. Here here's what I would like to see. What I would like to see is something with Champa next week to set up a fatal four way at Hell in a Cell. Some yeah. kind of thing where it doesn't make it look like Champa's a full blown heel, where he could attack literally like everybody. He could attack Austin Theory. He could attack Miz. He could do whatever the hell he wants. Get Champa involved in some way, shape, or form to set up Miz, Theory, Champa, and Mustafa Ali for the United States championship. I know Miz and, and theory have been kind of buddy, buddy the last couple of weeks, but this is WWE that could change on the drop of a hat. Right. Like I just, I just said it. I just said it. Theory loses his title and blames Miz. So, yeah. So, I mean, exactly. So it, it would be a way to take the belt off of theory without, you know, pinning theory. I think Mustafa Ali, maybe pinning Champa or even pinning uh, Miz to win the title makes a ton of sense. So if they could do something to set that up, just give me some, some kind of follow-up here, even if we never get an explanation, which oh. I don't uh, think that we're going to get here. What the hell is Ricochet doing? Who you looking to talk about the secondary title? Dude, he's sitting there, he's sitting there giving pep all, talks backstage. This is all part of the bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, our, our intercontinental champions giving pep talks to Drew Gulak backstage, who I love. Drew Gulak is a hell of a talent. Uh, and if we get a Gulak and Ricochet match, hey, that won't be bad. That'll be a hell of a match, but. Yeah. Right now, all we have with our Intercontinental Champion is playing cheer up backstage. Yeah, he had his feud with Los Lotharios, who randomly showed up on, on Monday Night Raw this week, by the way. Had a hell of a match. Great, great yeah, opponents. Was a good match. Great yeah. opponents for AJ and Finn. Uh, yeah. Sold their asses off for him. Loved every second of it. Don't know why they were there, but I'm not going to complain because, you know, the end results were, were, were great. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to nitpick that. Uh, cause at the end of the day, that, that didn't matter, right? Like it's not an apples to oranges. It's not an apples to apples comparison saying, oh, well they brought over Los Lotharios and you didn't care. So why would you care if they brought over Naomi and Sasha? I just laid out why bringing over well, Naomi and Sasha didn't make well, any sense. Well, whatsoever. well, well, you bring them over because, uh, those, those titles are, are interbranded. So, well, yes, but you don't have to put them in a raw number one contenders match. No, that no, no, that was dumb. Whoever, that was dumb. Because again, the raw women's division is thirteen deep. Yeah, that was dumb. Whoever came up with that, all of that was completely dumb. But I would like to see Champa show up at some point. I still think he's going to end up in the Judgment Day because I think they have struck gold. I, I think rather... they struck gold with Finn and AJ, and I don't want them. Yeah. To no. I, I don't want him to break up too. That's why I, I like it so much. That's why Vince is going to screw it up and, and break him up. That's probably well, what's going to yeah. happen. Because he doesn't see, here's the thing. It's not just the women's tag teams. He doesn't give a shit about men's tag team wrestling either. That's been going on for decades at this point. The only reason why the tag team divisions have been, you know, heavily featured as much as they have been. is because Randy Orton's one of the tag team champions. Let's, let's be honest. Yep. That's another thing I've said on this show, but this is all part of a bigger issue with WWE. Look how poorly they are booking all of their champions across the board, including Roman Reigns. Now they have, they have parked him both world titles on the bench. Yeah. 
between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, they're parking the world titles on the bench. That, that just goes to show you that they had no long-term planning with this thing. So then no. they decided to throw Drew out there out of nowhere to really screw up a great tag match that could have probably main evented main, uh, WrestleMania yes. backlash. And then you, you just throw Drew into this thing randomly. And now uh, there's nothing going to even happen at Hell in a Cell. So yeah. You look at the SmackDown Women's Championship. But I guarantee you, Drew's Tate is going to end the streak and he's going to be champion walking into Wales. I think no, that's I think a you, given. I, think you, I, I agree with SB3. I think we're going to get Randy Orton and, and Roman at SummerSlam. Oh, okay. And I think... Well, what about Helena or what about Money in the Bank? Uh, Riddle. Uh, Riddle. Probably Riddle. He Riddle, and or, Riddle and Reigns for the title? Yeah. Riddle and Reigns at, at Money in the Bank. Orton and Reigns at SummerSlam, and then Drew's going to take the title off of him in Cardiff. I think that's that's going to be the play, even though it should be Cody Rhodes. I had the feeling that Orton would be possibly in a title picture down the line. Um, it makes sense with Riddle because that, that I love that knee that he just he just yeah. popped it popped Roman. I love that end at SmackDown on Friday. Yeah, but again, again, part of the bigger issue here is you have parked both your men's world titles. Your SmackDown Women's Championship, you would like to think that it's going to be booked a little bit better now that it's on it's on Ronda Rousey because it was not booked great. When it was <laughs> now we got to figure out who her opponent is. Exactly. Probably going to be Raquel because she gave a good fight and a good Raquel match. Raquel again, maybe. But, I mean, all you have on SmackDown right now, no offense to any of the talent. I said this earlier in the show, and I mean no, or earlier this week, and I mean oh. no disrespect whatsoever. They're cannon fodder for Ronda Rousey at this point. There's somebody, there's somebody that's close to being ready, though. They, they, they. Booked the match with Raquel, and now all of a sudden, what do we got? We got Shotzi and and Aaliyah. They haven't been presented anywhere close to credible competitors. Not, not um, since Aaliyah, and uh, they had they built Aaliyah pretty good, with, and then just forgot about her. And then you got Natalia and 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 Shayna Baszler, who maybe are still a tag team, maybe aren't. Those are a lot of history with Ronda Rousey, but do I have to trust WWE to give a shit? No, uh, I don't. Mark, mark, mark it down. It's going to be Ronda and Bailey at SummerSlam. Mark it down. That seriously, honestly. With if Sasha Banks and Naomi are are gone for any extended period of time, this is going to be SummerSlam all over again. Oh, crap. Sasha's out in case of emergency. Break glass, except instead of breaking glass for Becky Lynch, it's breaking glass for Bailey. If she's healthy and she's ready to return, that's always the big caveat there. But your SmackDown Women's Championship was not has not been booked great over the last year. Even though it was in Charlotte's hands, it wasn't so, booked. Great. So the Raw it Women's Championship is the only title that's really done anything yes. in the past th four months. Yes. Yes. Which, by the way, it's a credit to Becky Lynch. And Bianca. And, and, and Bianca and WWE's creative. They they cared about booking that one correctly. Yeah, and that was the one. That's the that one was, that they've nailed. That was a Everything damn, else has been a crapshoot at best. It was a damn nine-month feud that they put together. It was an accident. It wasn't supposed to culminate that way, but no, no, they were never going to, they were, they never meant to follow through on SummerSlam. It just happened to come back that way. Uh, and they ended up with, with some magic there, uh, real quick, uh, as we try to round things out again, there was an NXT show last night. Uh, the semifinals, a good, a, a good one match wise. Yeah. The in-ring action was great. Yeah. Um, semifinals are now set for the women's breakout tournament. Roxy, excuse me, Roxanne Perez. The crowd was chanting Roxy last night, so that's got stuck in my well, head. Well, you, you didn't separate Roxy, so you just say Roxy, you're okay. You know? Yeah, Roxy, Roxanne, Roxanne Perez. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Former uh, Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She's moving on 
Lash Legend is also moving on. You got Nikita Lyons in there. No offense to Hensley. I don't think she's got a prayer. Uh, but semifinals are set. I'll ask you who should win this tournament, Jeremy. And you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. Yeah, Roxanne should win it because Nikita's already broken out. Lash Legend is still green as goose shit. Uh, though I love her. I, 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 she's getting better. I've, I've said that. I, I've said that publicly over the past month that Lash is getting better, but she's still green as goose shit. But yet, I'm afraid now you're pairing up her and Cora. Uh, you're probably going to try to fast track that and have them take on Toxic Attraction because right now you really don't have a tag team to go after them right now. So they're probably going to have Rox, Roxanne lose and get the rubber match between lash and nikita which everybody predicted but me i didn't want to go with the obvious route i wanted some upsets i wanted roxanne to be highlighted here because clearly if you watched her in ring work she is amazing in that ring for her age and uh it just goes to show that she should win this tournament she's crisp she's clean you know i i I talked to uh maria canales bennett a couple weeks back about Roxy and she had nothing but high praise for her. So she works great with uh, everybody, literally yeah. everybody. Um, there's nobody that she can't go with. And she is, they call her a prodigy for a reason. And I typically, I would agree with you that Roxanne should win this because I said this last week, Nikita Lyons shouldn't have been in this tournament. She already no. broke out, but now that yeah. she's there, she's she going to win it. She needs yeah. to win it. Yeah. You're, you've already Roxanne's already eaten some L's. According to uh, Internet Wrestling Database, the only loss that Nikita Lyons has on her record was to Amari Miller on a taping for 205 Live in, uh, in December last year. Ain't nobody remember that. Here's Ain't what's going to happen. That. In NXT, she's undefeated, and I think she needs to stay that way because you've been well, you've been building her up. She needs to win this tournament. She needs to stay undefeated. Here's what's going to happen. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Uh, Nikita's going to win the tournament. Rox, Roxanne's not going to win it because I think they're going to pair her with Cora because uh, the winner of this tournament is going to get a title shot. So they're going to pair Roxanne with Cora. So she's not going to win it now. Nikita's going to defeat Lash Legend. And on her way to challenging Mandy Rose for the title is going to step in Natalia. And we're going to get that dream match that we've all been waiting for with these buxom blondes that have been, they've been teasing it on Twitter. Nat, Natty put it out there again before NXT tonight and Nikita answered it. So I think Nikita's going to win the tournament. She's going to face Natty on her way to taking the title from Mandy Rose. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the, I think that's the play here. Um, to- look, toxic attractions. They they're needed on SmackDown. Yeah, that, that's one of the fixes right there is moving toxic attraction to SmackDown. Yeah, I think Mandy Rose and moving Sonya Deville, by the way, Sonya Deville doesn't have a brand currently. They still have her on Raw, right? Like they had her wrestle on Raw this they week. They should move her to SmackDown. They should move her to SmackDown. She's not listed under either one, as far as I know, on the eternal damn Run good match. wrestler, too. So they She's could good. use her. Yes, yeah. she should be on SmackDown. Um, if you, if you, should uh, be on SmackDown if you and call up, attraction should be on SmackDown. God, if you call up toxic attraction, you definitely need to have some, uh, uh, some built-in tag teams for the women's division. That'll be Cora. No, you don't. You need to unify the belts. Oh, that's that's what, what yeah. you need to do. Yeah, moving up too. toxic attraction, I think, solves because those Latin ladies, people. those Latin ladies are also greener than goo shit too. So, <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, well, that's the thing. That's, that's the NXT. Thing NXT. Yeah. That's why the show is what it is. That's why the that's why it's not getting the pub on social media. That's why it's not getting any. Oh, any I was surprised as hell. Took him to twenty tell. 
took him to 20 tell the end of the show to trend in the top 30 in the United States tonight. It is it is such a developmental show, which is why people like Santos Escobar need to be on the main roster as well. Oh, yeah, I, man. I, I don't I don't know why that man is still down there. Been a fan he's, of his since Lucha Underground, man. He he's a star. I love yeah. the match between him and Tony D last night. I love the finish with Tony going for the crowbar and it not being there. And then Santos, you know, lies, cheats, I, steals, pulls the Eddie gets the knucks out, knocks his ass out, pull the old William Regal there. And, I was and, surprised and, we got a finish. I thought it was gonna just spill into the match. And they would, uh, you know, co- make contact with the wrestlers and just cause a no contest. I, I was surprised there was a finish to that. But <laughs> do you think, though, question number four on the five count, that the war is over? Do you think no. that is finished? A, no. B, no. <laughs> uh, uh, A, because uh, it's too good. It's one of the better things off. It's one of the better things outside of the ring right now. There's a there's quite a bit outside of the ring. Like right now, I am I've loved Joe Gacy, but God, I don't what they're doing with him lately is driving me nuts because I'm not liking it. Uh, I am not liking it at all. I don't know why. I was even I was liking it. I was liking the feud with Braun Breaker at first, but now I I just I don't know. It, it it just whatever they're doing with him is not the right direction for Gacy. What they had been doing was good, but uh, so this is literally. One of the best things outside of the ring on NXT right now, and of course inside the ring, you got. Uh, yeah, we'll see how good these uh, goombas. Let's see how good these goombas are next week as uh, 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 two dimes and. Uh, I was going to say what they call two chains or something. What what was this? <laughs> He's got two phones. Uh, what is it? Two dime, two dimes and uh, shoots or something. I don't know. Shoot uh, they're, they're taking on. Uh, they're taking on a uh, uh, Fay and uh, Malik Blade next week. So, um, then no, it's not over because it's the best thing going outside of the ring right now. I, I think it should uh, culminate it in your house, and then Santos Escobar needs to be uh, on the main roster. Whole uh, whole group, whole, all four of them. Bring them all up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, uh, although I, mean, I worry, I worry because last time they brought up, you know, a group that was money, literally money. Uh, yeah. We we saw how uh, we, we saw how that worked. Uh, we do have an episode of AEW Dynamite tonight. Owen Hart tournament continues. Both Jokers are going to be revealed tonight. I don't. I I had no idea who these people are. There there there's so many options here. But any final guesses, Jeremy, on on who you think we we see tonight? Samoa Joe facing a mystery opponent, as is the good Doctor Britt Baker. I'm still sticking with Claudio to take on Joe. Miro makes a lot of sense, but I'm sticking with Claudio. I I feel like he's been uh, having an increased presence on social media lately. Uh, and so I I think he is just because of his increased presence. I think he's close to a return. I honestly think that uh, eventually he's going to go for what he's never gotten, and that's the Ring of Honor world title. Uh, and by doing that, you sign with Tony Khan. Uh, so I think he's going to be the joker there. God, the women, it could be anybody. I want, you know, selfishly, I want Athena. Uh, also selfishly, I'm going to predict... Taya Valkyrie. Taya has been doing a lot of other stuff on the side. This could yeah. be a one-off, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing, man. Like Kinda like what Deanna did. Yeah, Deanna is an option as well. Yeah, I would root for Athena. Like yeah. so, like I want to see that match. But man, if you start talking about bringing in somebody like Claudio or Athena, they gotta win, right? Don't they? Well, well, 
Yeah, because Joe's going to get screwed by some uh, by Jay Lethal. Yeah, so the that, Joker's going to guess. That, that has to be the play. Joker's winning that match. Uh, you know, you, you could have Britt lose and start the and and start the breakup with Jamie Hayter. Yeah. She could blame she could blame Jamie and start the so she could lose there. It's not going to hurt her to lose. And then plus she could blame Jamie possibly if something happens like in the match because you know that feud's coming soon. Jamie's starting to break out anyway, so it's almost time for her to go on her yeah. own. So uh, you, you could have both Jokers win easily <clears throat> without a, a problem there because I, I guarantee you Joe's going to get screwed out of that match. Um, yeah, but the women, is so it's so wide open because there's no clear-cut answer. Uh, there's no free agent that's just sitting there outside of Athena. Is there any other free agents? There's one name that I'm, I secretly hope that it is because she is somebody who got such a raw deal uh, in WWE. I, I want it to be Nixon Noel. Um, yeah. Tegan Knox. I think that would be fantastic. I think she would thrive uh, in AEW. Um, knock on wood, right? Like she should she, thrive in AEW. Is she I, Joker worthy, though? I think so. I think so. I mean, yeah, we all know she's a good talent. We both like her, but is it going to be moving the needle as, as, as look, here's the, the thing. I don't think all of these need to be like, like CM Punk, Samoa Joe level signings. Like it does. You, you mean Nixon Noel is somebody who adds a lot of value to that women's division and just needs an opportunity to shine, to, to get up to that level where you go, Oh my God, it's fucking Nixon Noel. Right? Like I, I think she needs the opportunity. Um, she's also somebody that I think you could bring in and she could lose to Britt Baker. If you don't want doc, Dr. Britt Baker to lose in this this uh this matchup. So just selfishly, I want to see her back uh in a company signed full time. I, I want to see her put on a good match because I again she's somebody who got such a raw deal on the main roster. Like it was so clear from jump that they had no plans to do anything with her when they paired her up with Shotzi and then split them up and then took her off TV. Like, man, I remember being like upset and surprised that she got let go, but then when it happened, I realized. And they had that entire locker room segment on an episode of Monday Night Raw where everybody was backstage fighting with one another, and she wasn't even in that. She got hosed massively on the main roster. I think she'd thrive in AEW. I hope it's her. If if I had to take a guess, if I had to take a guess, Athena, I guess, maybe, but I don't know. It's so up in the air. It's so open. We'll all have to watch together tonight. Find out. Should be a good night. Dynamite. AEW has been killing it on Dynamite. This should be a really, really good episode. Hopefully we get more of that Dan Housen. Love that hook, Housen. Give me more of that. Give me more of that theme, by the way. Give me more of that. That theme is a banger. That might be the best custom-made theme that AEW has put together. Ruckus is the man. Uh, Ruckus said it's kind of a combination of, uh, Jesus, I forgot what it was. It was like it's Adam's like family. different elements in there. Yeah, he he said it on Twitter uh, uh, last week, but it was like a combination of Adam's family and uh, and a couple other things. But Ruckus is the man. He's put together some, some killer tracks, especially uh, probably his best work is Adam Cole's theme, so. Well, here you go, thirsty fiends. Natalia just said on Twitter she really wants to find out how flexible Nikita yeah. Lyons is. So yeah, that was what I, that was the tweet I was referring to earlier today. Yeah. So well, she just tweeted it out again, uh, replying oh. to another outlet. So she's doubling down. She wants to double down on the 
whatever finisher move. Yeah, that that's probably uh, that's probably the match between her uh, Nikita and the, and the title match. Probably. Yeah, give me that. I'll take that any day of the week. All right, we appreciate you guys listening to all fifty-five minutes of this half-hour podcast. Make sure to pound the like button, pound the subscribe button. We appreciate you. Check out my pin tweet, by the way, if you want to head to Money in the Bank. Like that's that's still there. You can retweet that to to enter. As long as you're subscribed. If you're subscribed now, all you got to do is retweet my pin tweet and you're entered. We'll get you in the door. You get to Vegas, we'll get you in the door. We got West Coast listeners, viewers, I hope. If not, tell your friends. Leaving pro wrestling here four days a week for you. Plus, we've got exclusive interviews. Going to have another one dropping next week ahead of Double or Nothing. There's a tease for you. Ooh. Ooh. What? Appreciate you guys tuning in today. The Leaving Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.